As I've been suggesting, this is a forest dweller's practice. Um, that's the basis of it, and the particular kind of awareness that <clears throat> you need and you develop and, uh, in order to live in a forest, in a jungle, actually. Which means you're pretty all-round aware on every sense door, but because often you can't see very much, uh, things aren't that clear, profoundly attuned to your own presence, how quiet you are, how gently you walk, uh, how uh, whether you're impatient or hasty or mentally confused or dizzy or sick or tense you know just keep working with that to make your your basic equipment which is your own embodied mind in a prime state to deal with the unpredictable that's the that's the practice essentially uh, and actually, this is not just for uh, survival in the forest, it's also for getting through the wilderness of the heart. Because if we come to our own embodied mind, you, you recognize the, the rushing, the pulling that occurs of when you want something, and you feel that tugging, or you feel the bristling when you feel threatened or insulted, feel angry, upset, yeah. you feel confused and fearful when you can't, don't quite know what's going on, yeah. you feel listless and apathetic and dull when things get tedious, or not, no stimulation, lack of stimulation, lack of interesting ideas, interesting things to do, new, one gets apathetic listless, dull, drudging along. Get restless. Something to get involved with. And we experience uh, the uncertainty of being no real foundation in presence or awareness or is searching for something to believe in prop ourselves up with this is radical doubt uncertainty as to the path as to the path of practice uncertainty as to one's capability to 
to um, cultivate. So often we're looking for things, am I this, am I that? How much of this do I need? Do I have to have this jhana? How good is my pravihara? Tell me how it is and just, you know, get my certificate. Uh, No, no, just... Yeah, these not these things are, in, are wrong, but just the, the clinging to them before one can feel a sense of, you know, where you're suffering. Stress is how to release that. And essentially this, the main thread of this, the main stream of this is what they call the five hindrances, although they often come in cocktails of mixtures of hindrance. Uh, this is the wilderness of the heart, is to move through this, essentially. And this is, this, though it sounds, uh, <laughs> uh, it's not that easy anyway, but often we don't even see it. Mm. Because of sangsaric, the worldly way, where the world operates in line with the hindrances. So we would used to swim in that current of sense desire. You want something, go and get it, bring it a credit card, buy something, have something, you feel good. It's life, isn't it? Save up, get something you want, get a nice apartment, decent clothes, car, yeah, what's wrong with that? That's what, that's what you're supposed to do. Don't live in a forest, don't live in a jungle, live in a penthouse if possible. Uh, don't just eat whatever turns up, make sure you get exactly what you want and uh, go to the right place to get the right food you want, exactly what you want. And you know the right temperature, the right time, exactly when you want it. The right time, the right food, the right temperature, the right place when you want it. Bring out your bit of plastic, wave it, there you get it. That's that's good, isn't it? Mm. Shut yourself off from things you don't like, people you don't like. Get your own place. Avoid other people you don't want to be with. Noisy, irritating, confusing people. Don't want to be with them. So and then if things get uncomfortable, push a button, switch a gadget on. Don't have to deal with the irritation. Problem solved. Life is good. (laughs) Feel apathetic with regards to the world. Nothing you can do. Listless, useless. Just put your head down. Go to sleep. Get fidgety. Phone somebody up go out to see somebody, go to this, that and the other, get restless, go and do something or the other. It doesn't matter if it's in use or not, just go and do something, dance, sing, go to a football match, ski, whatever, just for the sake of having something to do. This is a good life, isn't it? And uh, believe that this will take you to happiness. As long as you get it, get the things constantly queued up, take you to happiness. This is the way of the world. It's based upon the five hindrances and uh, linked together with money and power. If you don't have money and power, then you are out of it, really. And of course, uh, as people recognise, you're still dealing with miserable mind states, unhappiness, Anxiety, defensiveness, stress, depression, as we see in the way of the world. All these phenomena are on the increase. 
in developed countries, particularly in the countries which have, you know, a degree of these uh, these uh, conveniences and possibilities, because it it doesn't take them out of the jungle of the heart. So then we go forth. We, you know, let's just acknowledge some of this and uh, train ourselves to resist sense desire and the convenience of it and the lure of it, irritation, the ability to just dismiss, brush off, get angry, push away, shut off something we don't like, someone we don't like, kick them out. Something I don't want to be with, get out of it, avoid it, and so on. Yeah. And I'll just meet those qualities. These are things to work through. Now, for this, we why we use the uh, the forest dwellers' awareness is the forest dwellers' awareness is actually not focused on any particular object as such it's lightly attuned all round it's centred centred on citta centred on heart supported by body attentive listening knowingness an awareness in faith that there is a way through that the targeters the enlightened ones have gone this way through this very jungle there's nothing wrong with you particularly. This is the territory that Buddhas have walked through and their disciples walked through. This is the jungle. And they have taught many, many ways the way through the jungle. But you have to you know, internalize that and look at the, uh, not so much the scenery but the pieces that, that, that in the distance or Nibbana or something like that in the distance, but really what's pressing right up against you at any moment of the day or night. Get clear. This is direct. It's what's touching you at any moment. It's never that far away. In the forest, you only walk forward three centimetres at a time however quickly or fast you do that you know the only thing that really counts is what's going to come directly at you and your sense possibilities but you're very much attuned to that uh, sensitivity am I getting confused am I panicking sit down pause, collect yourself Hmm? Am I being negligent? Correct yourself. Pause. Pause lots of times. Until you keep not being in a hurry, not dragging back, not faltering, not straining, but steady. Walking through. And we begin to recognise that the world of sights and sounds and Possibilities, thoughts and ideas, projects and possibilities is a virtual reality. It's the second reality. It's certainly, you can't say it's not there at all, 
There are sights, there are sounds, there are forms. There is a, a world. Mm. But what you're directly dealing with is the contact impression that, that, that arises in, at your, in your chitta at any moment. Triggered, perhaps, by those sights and sounds. Mm. The phenomena themselves are just what they are. They're neither innately pleasant nor unpleasant. They're just what they are. Whether they're called human beings, whether they're called trees, whether they're called concepts, whether they're called fragrances, whether they're called food or whatever, they're just things as they are. And But what we experience is a contact impression that touches. It touches and this is where exactly where you want to be at that place where it's touching and you feel something rise up. Now the worldly path is to arrange sense objects in such a way that you can kind of glide through, riding on those sense objects. Go from this sight to this sound to this button to this machine to this device to this, this, that, this, that, this, glide through supported by these, arrange these, put a bit of effort into arrange these, get the tickets, get the details, get the times, get the timetables, get the credit card, and glide through. And so it's very often the habit that we've acquired is this find the way to glide through. Easy way. Easy way to glide through. Least attention as possible. Automatic. And this particular habit is the worldly habit. And, uh, of course, this is something we are all inducted into and it's very much being presented constantly as the way of life in the world and which most of the world is running on and where it can. So you've got to be be aware of that, that tendency, that imagination that we could just slide along, easy, least attention, automatic, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, because this is the slidey path that takes you straight into the hindrances. <laughs> straight into the, the bait. It's the, it's, the, it's the false path with the decoys and the dummies. Yeah. The decoys, the lures. Yeah and the false expectations of the way things should be, the dummy. And, you know, and that's we slide towards those. They, they, they invite you towards them. So this sense of the easy, the slide, the automatic, this is called heedlessness. It means you're not attentive, not unknowing. One should be slightly unknowing about all things. In the sense of on, on your awareness, on alert. Gently on alert. Relaxed alert. Not, oh, here we go again. Here we go again is the way of the world. It it's, seems innocent enough. But you follow it in a few steps, slight curves, it will take you into a place of hindrance where suddenly, hey, what's he doing? 
Why isn't she here? Why doesn't this thing work? Hey, it's somebody else's job. I haven't done this. Why didn't they do this? Yeah. Oh, look look at that. Oh, this lady person's bought some cakes. Let's get those on there. Why doesn't Anna Garrick put the cakes out for breakfast, you idiot? <laughs> oh, I've had enough of this. Oh, what time is it anyway? Oh, oh well, it's 7.30. Got half an hour before the tour. I just go and doze off somewhere. You know, this kind of slide. And then you, and you get into the dullness, the irritation, the craving sets up because you've, you've gone the slidey path and you believe in sense objects. You believe in the decoys that are there because yeah? you've lost that safe place that the Buddha is encouraging. It's the safe place is actually recognizing you're in the jungle. Don't believe this stuff at all. You are in the jungle. And there's all kinds of creatures in the jungle that look very convincing and will frighten you and annoy you and tempt you and bewilder you. It's been set up this way. (laughs) And your job is to walk through just recognizing those triggering and mm -hmm, slide back, slip out of it. In this jungle you will meet people who don't cooperate the way they should do, surely. You'll meet, you'll come across a situation where, why is, she, why is she always late? You'll come across those, you'll come across, look, does this Anagarika realise there's some great pickle in the larder? If you put that out, I mean, this, this food needs that pickle that's in the larder. I know it's in there. Why does an idiot take that pickle out of the larder and put it here? You'll meet those kinds of things. And you'll meet the uh, delightful, you know, that you want more of. Yeah. And you'll meet, you'll go up and you'll find out, where the, what's happened to the, somebody's rearranged a store cupboard. Where have the batteries gone? I put this down here yesterday and somebody's moved it. Why does everybody tip things into my office? All kinds of stuff gets left here. How come the people's left lost property? People left boots, socks, spectacles, handbag. What are these people brainless or what? <laughs> yeah, we eat plenty of this, <laughs> and they're all like, you've got to remember, this is all set up to get you going. In, you know, to, these are the the hindrance baits. Yeah. And some of them, you feel that the first thing you feel is kind of spinning. You feel a shock, the contact impression hits, and then you get a sort of a stir. And sometimes it's like a sudden spurt. Yeah. Spurty kind of rush. Or you get something where you feel sort of a wheel spin. Uh, 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 where am I going? I don't know. Or you feel a sinking. Uh, you get a definite shift into a particular shift of time. You get into a time mode. Things are moving too fast. Things are moving too slow. I'm stuck. I'm bogged down in this bog. Why can't we get going? Everything's rushing too fast. Yeah. Yeah. And your energy's rushing up. 
And this is the in, in your inner territory. And you may not be able to name what it is, but you just know you're in the territory. And then your practice then is to, where's the safe place now? You know, come into your body, acknowledge, you know, this territory is not unusual. We all go there. And then, okay, where's present now? Body, feet, steady, out breath, widen, extend, <coughs> pausing. What's really happening? You feel this web glued onto you. It's like a web, a tangle of irritation or a cloy, sticky web of greed and desire or a weight, oppressive weight on your back or a feeling of lost, hopeless, helpless, floundering. Mm. Then you're in the territory. Mm. So how do you come out of those? Knowledge. Different sorts of ways in which we meet these phenomena in this practice to take us to the safe place. Because as far as I can make out, as far as I understand it, this jungle goes on as far as the eye can see and as far as life can last and probably the next life. This jungle goes on. Yeah. But there's a way out of it that goes in a different direction. It's not by running forward, it's not by pushing back, it's not by standing still. It's by recognizing presence, awareness, disengage. And the jungle is misty fades evaporates and every time that uh, one reaches that true place Make a note, remember, to have touched this at all is remarkable, considering the power of delusion and ignorance and the power that's invested in our society with the messages and the training that we've all gone through and continue to be assailed by progress, productivity, efficiency, Onwards, upwards. That's why people are cracking up. <laughs> That's why the you know, you know, world order is coming to a crisis because of that. That's the progress. And touching that, what's that? Time, so time. Time is, if you like, the only time is your breathing time, just that time of the body. 
in a conditioned realm. That's a reference point. There's no particular boundary, spacious sense of clarity and openness, ease. Dwelling in that experience of uplift, rapture, joyfulness, comfort, collectedness. Looking at the world with some serenity. This is how the enlightenment factors are uh, gradated. There's a sense of the relief and the uplift as you pull out of the web and the tangle of the entrances to touch ground that is really rarely touched. Safe ground. And your world slips away, your personal world, your mm, circumstance slips away, like the dream that it is, like the veil that it is, the secondary reality that it is. This world is like a set of clothes that we wear. Uh, It's not true, just a set of clothes that we're asked to wear. Some hindrances, uh, all of them require a certain degree of patience and fortitude, resilience and determination. All of them require us to draw back, withdraw, be vaker, just pull back, pull back to the chitta, let go of the fascination with the object, that kind of the way that attention is normally streaming out to get clear about the particular sight, sound, touch, thought, description that you have in your mind about this person or that thing. That's the way of the world. It works in the worldly way. It's needed in the worldly way. But just recognize the, the movement towards that. And this is where you, you're going to move into territory where the hindrances are much more capable of snaring and tangling you. Withdraw from that beguiling clarity into what's really happening in the chitta now. Excited, pressurized, in a hurry, spinning round, irritated, bored, restless, what's really happening? Steady, withdraw. Some hindrances you work with just by playing dead. It's like you come a grizzly bear comes, you come across a grizzly bear, just lie down, and pretend you're dead. And the bear kind of pokes you with his paws, knocks you around a bit, and now the one just goes off. Sometimes hindrances like that, you just, you just pretend you're dead and you get this kind of craving, irritation, you just go bat, 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 you don't react, it just <laughs> bats you around a bit. <laughs> and eventually it stumbles off looking for somebody else to batter around. Some hindrances are like that. They're hindrances like bears. 
You just lie down and play dead. <coughs> Some hindrances are like octopuses. If you just entangle one untentacle, another one comes around. <laughs> grabs you by the waist as you're dealing with that one, gets you around the throat. As you're dealing with that one, grabs you by the ankle. As you get through that, one grabs you by the wrist, then there's one back on your face again. Some hindrances are like that. What do you do with that? You just go very small ones, disappear, slide. You just withdraw, withdraw, withdraw. Go quieter and quieter until you, you slip out like a knife coming out of butter. Just slide out. There's nobody here. The restlessness, the too much to do. Just slide away. Some hindrances you deal with, like you've got a cloud of mosquitoes around your head, constantly ping, 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 ping. <laughs> and then you have to light, get the, the smoke mm-hmm. to dispel them, which is just dunno, 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 you know. Mm. And some, of course, uh, uh, like wonderful, uh, fabulous creatures that you want to chase, run after. Fabulous creatures that you want to chase and run after. Then you remember death. Death sits on the back of that creature. You're running after it. You're running after you know, the way of death be dead what will that do for you then that taste sight sound thing what will it do then when you, you die you're dead in five minutes and just deal with what you have what you have right now is all you have what do you have to take with you through the corridor of death you don't, that's not going to go with you yeah, you go through your food line. Remember how much of that's going to stay with you. Most of it's going to go out the other end, isn't it? Chew into a paste and then out. Mm-hmm. What do you need? Mm-hmm. So you recollect like this, and you prepare yourself, and you've got some images and some reminders, and then you practice like that. Really, one should not expect to practice with anything other than the hindrances. <laughs> yeah. Once you if you're able to dispel those or work through those and then you know your practice is really one of deepening enjoyment and subtlety. But uh, yeah the main road of our practice is through these. This is the main piece of the jungle to work through. So in our community life, as we're coming to this uh, conclusion of our rains retreat, here we've probably had plenty of time to to fabricate some good hindrances. <laughs> and I, tend, I tend to give you a break when you go somewhere new. It's all fresh for a while. And then you, you get somewhere and you start to build up <laughs> or your sangsaric habits start to colonize, oh this is another piece of 
the world, you know, and then we run our worldly thing. And when you go somewhere new for a moment, your hindrances aren't quite clear how to operate. <laughs> and when you stay somewhere for a while, you go, oh, this is how I, you know, this is the thing I don't like. This is the person I don't want to be with. That's how to get what I want. This is how, you know, your hindrances start to colonize any territory. One should really never even imagine you have a territory for more than a night. It's the best way to practice. As they say, you know, roof over the head for the night. Sure, this is quite a juggling act since we do have responsibilities, but still have that attitude, you know, remembering at the end of the day, roof over the head for the night, just the night, just the day here, new place. It's a new place. How do I make myself worthy of this new place that I've come in? How do I make myself somebody who's welcome to be here? Not somebody who's got a ticket taken for granted, but somebody who who proves they're, you know, they're worthy of being here. How do I do that? Yeah. How do I listen rather than take it all for granted? Yeah. Now, of course, the way that we're, our minds work, we get into a place, oh, in three months, four months, five months, a year, same old place. And there's this sameness. This sameness is again that kind of samsaric road that slides along automatic, another day, it's 10 o'clock, you go here, you go there, you this, it's Sunday, it's Friday, it's a day off, it's this, it's that, one prana, another talk, doing puja, yada yada, here we go, and then we're losing hatefulness, vigilance. And the Buddha's saying you should be someone who walks with like a bowl of oil on their head, completely full, with someone with a sword walking behind them. You drop one drop of that oil, your head comes off. Do you think he's going to pay attention to the dancing girls? Do you think he's going to pay attention to this, that and the other? Uh, it says, I shall walk with the thought of Nibbana as an assassin. With the thought of Nibbana as an assassin, ready to snip my head off if I falter in heedfulness. Powerful, powerful admonition. Mm. Buddha was very concerned to try to encourage us, realizing that the difficulty, the strong language is needed to pull out of this web of samsara and the benefits that we could accrue from doing that even for a minute even for you know when actually it stops and you really recognize there is another domain altogether So this is in my encouragement and uh, for all of us, including myself, to rise up to this occasion and not let the day pass heedlessly.